are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day are listening to who? Always wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and my graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there. You can see all my latest work from my packages to my photos to my articles and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Aram Layton on the podcast. Today, we're going to be breaking down the three dudes, the three main dudes, the D-backs got back in the Zach Grinke trade. That is Corbin Martin, J.B. Braskakis, and Seth Beer. So we're going to break those three guys down. And then in the second segment today, Aram and I just go over our overall philosophies when it comes to trading cornerstone players in baseball because I have not been impressed with the returns that these MLB franchises have been getting for trading their best player in some of them, their franchise's history. So we'll discuss that. But first, don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off your next order. Remember, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off your next order. All right, all right, all right. Let's get right into it with that conversation between Aaron Malayton, Locked On MLB Prospects, and I. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the Zach Granke trade that the D-backs made with the Astros because we don't see deals like this, at least not recently in 2020. The D-backs, say what you want. You might not have liked the deal, but they got three of the top five prospects back in the Astros organization and that's not happening with most deals today so to trade Zach Greinke and get back Seth Beer the number three prospect in the Astros system J.B. Berskakis the number four guy and Corbin Martin the number five guy I at least thought it was a nice haul on paper and I'm not entirely too sure how these guys are going to project on the big league level that's one reason why we have you here today Aaron so Seth Beer I want to first start with he had a pretty good 2019 season OPS over 900 26 home runs batted 290 the D-backs have uh Christian Walker right now at first base and I don't think he I don't think he's projected to be there for the long term I like him as a first baseman but he's not really a long-term option so do you think Seth Beer could be their eventual replacement to Christian Walker and what have you seen from him so far I mean with Beer he is a pure hitter like a pure power hitter he's got ridiculous pop and I like to call it light tower power he's that kind of guy and I think he's shown everything he needs to show offensively through the minor leagues the problem with Seth Beer is he is a DH candidate if there ever was one and we know there's no universal DH in the NL this year and I think you know when the D-backs went and got him they were getting the bat and I'm sure they were hoping that it'll come together defensively and maybe it has over the last year since I haven't had a chance to see him defensively uh first base is not too difficult to play you figure you hope that Seth Beer can do that uh, they still say first base slash outfield I think Beer has no shot at playing outfield he's maybe one of the slowest guys I've seen <laughs> at 24 years old um and, and that's not to knock him because he does have really good body control and I think that's what helps him a lot with his swing it is such a simple swing but such easy power the other thing I like about beer is that his splits are pretty con- like pretty consistent 
relatively speaking. I mean, most power hitting lefties really struggle against lefties. Beer is obviously much better against righties. He hits over 300 and ridiculous power, but he still keeps the average around 240, 250 against lefties and still hits for power, which is enough to be a regular. But when you mention Christian Walker, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, that that's a guy that hits lefties pretty darn well. And you know, Beer could be a platoon guy as soon as this year uh, against right-handed pitching. And I think he could be pretty darn good. And uh, I think that's a good start for him. The question is going to be the defense. He is not a good defender at all. Um, and if, if he can just at least be below average to average at first base, then then that's fine. Uh, but we'll have to see in that regard. But I, I like his bat a lot. He keeps the K rate in the 20% range. He walks a good amount. And I think he's got a really good chance to be a productive uh, hitter at, at the major league level, just more likely to be a DH. Um, but in the meantime, I think he can platoon at first and, and produce for this Diamondbacks club this coming year. Yeah, it's okay if he's not a great defensive player right now. According to Defensive War, Christian Walker was a below average uh, defensive player at first base too. So it'll just be two below average defensive players at first base. So as long as he can hit for average and power like a Christian Walker, I'll be happy. I'm not too concerned if he can't play defense right away. Hopefully that comes along for him. But the other guy that the D-backs got in that trade, I mentioned already two dudes. I mentioned three dudes actually that they got back. But the next guy that I want to talk about is Corbin Martin because he's coming off a Tommy John surgery. And according to MLB.com, he was the number six dude in the D-backs prospect ranking. So, you know, people really like Corbin Martin. And according to reports, he's going to be vying for a rotation spot this spring training. Apparently he's going to be in the mix. He's going to be competing for a spot in the rotation. So what have you seen from Corbin Martin and is he ready for the major league level? He absolutely should be competing for a spot in the rotation. And I was, I was happy to see that because yes, he's coming back from the Tommy John surgery, but from what I've seen from Martin, he has such a well-rounded arsenal. I think he's got a really good chance to be a middle rotation starter. Worst case scenario, he's a solid back end starter. The fastball is great. He runs it up to, and again, we'll have to see how he comes back from Tommy John, but sometimes guys come back throwing harder. He runs it up to the upper nineties with great spin on it. And if you watch Corbin Martin and definitely you'll see this in spring training, he gets so many swings and misses on elevated fastballs because with that super high spin rate, I think it gets over 2,400 RPMs. It makes a fastball almost appear as if it's rising. And that's why spin rate is so big now. And he gets that crazy spin rate on the fastball, gets tons of swing, swings and misses in the upper part of the zone. And then his second best pitch is curveball works really well off of that because it has a vertical break. And now, you know, hitters are very much uncomfortable with the high located fastball and then a hammer that looks like it starts off as a high fastball and bites out of the zone. Those two pitches for him, I, I think will be his bread and butter, but he also has shown a good feel for an above average changeup. He has good command. And when he put that all together, even as a slider that he mixes in occasionally, I think that's enough to, to be a very solid middle of the rotation arm. And I, I think Martin's going to be a rotation piece. I think he's going to win the job. And I think he's going to have a pretty good year this year for the D-backs. It's just going to be a question of health and, uh, you know, whether he'll be able to maintain that velocity deep into starts. But assuming he comes back healthy, I, I think he's going to be a rotation piece this year. Yeah, and we'll definitely see because the D-backs, they're going to have a lot of dudes vying for the rotation. They have like nine dudes that have, you know, legitimate, you know, 
uh, legitimate, what's the word I'm looking for? But they have a legitimate stake, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, to a spot in the rotation. And Bumgarner, because of his contract, Gallon, because of his performance the last two years, and at least Luke Weaver, you have to put him in as a lock as well because of the investment the team has in him. So that's at least three players that are going to lock up rotation spots for the D-backs entering spring training. I consider Luke Weaver a lock right now just because of the investment, but we'll see when spring training ends. And then Merrill Kelly, if he comes healthy, if he if he's back healthy after surgery, I mean, he was absolutely dynamite last year for the D-backs as well. So that's our already four rotation spots locked up. So hopefully Martin could come in and lock up a fifth rotation spot, but it's going to be a battle with Alex Young, with Taylor Clark, with Caleb Smith. There's a lot of dudes vying for that fifth spot, the D-backs rotation. But one dude, another guy in that trade, the third guy who we haven't mentioned yet, J.B. Berskakis, he struggled in 2019, but the reports are saying he's going to be coming out of the bullpen for the D-backs in the 2021 season. So what have you seen from him and how do you project him on the big league level? Yeah, I think I think the bullpen role is going to be good for him because the big question for Buskakis is always the the command. I mean, he walked a lot of batters throughout his his career in the minor leagues, and that was always an issue. But sometimes that's how you end up reading a really good reliever is is taking a struggling starter and making them a reliever where they don't have to worry as much about the command. And in this instance, I mean, he's got an elite slider. And that's like one of the pitches that can change things for a reliever. He's got that elite slider. He's got the hard fastball and just those two pitches focusing on those two pitches. I think he's got a really good shot to, to be a solid back end reliever because now you, you imagine velocity was always there for him. Instead of pacing it out through a start, you get one inning now where you throw as hard as you can and you're going to be able to run it up a little bit higher. The slider is going to be nastier. And I think he could really bolster this bullpen for the D backs. And I know the D backs are looking for relievers right now. So, so that will help them immensely. And I think that's where his ceiling is. That's where his most likely scenario is going to be. And I think we're going to see a different pitcher there because the strikeouts were always there for him. Even in that bad season with the Astros and double a, he punched out 98 and 85 innings. The strikeouts were always there. Now imagine how the strikeouts will be when he gets one inning of max effort and he can just gas guys up. That's where I'm really excited to see what he can do. Yeah, and I'm excited for all these prospects for the D-backs because they do have one of the better farm systems in baseball. And right now on the major major league level, it's not like they're overwhelming with talent. We love Quetzal Marte, but they, they could use some upgrades over some of their other spots around the, the diamond. And a lot of their dudes are entering their 30s, so they're a little bit of an older team that could use some young blood, but... Aram and I will get into our philosophies when it comes to trading star players in baseball. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. The other reason why I love Built Bars is because they're great for the health conscious guy like me. I try to go to the gym when I can, but I have a sweet tooth and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCKDOWN, you could get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at Built Bar. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. get back into that conversation between Aram Lane and I. I do want to switch the conversation up just a little bit. And I just want to ask you for your overall thoughts, because recently in the MLB, we've seen some star players get traded. Francisco Lindor, Nolan Arenado. And I don't think the return has been that great in the Nolan Arenado trade. The Rockies didn't even get get back, not even in return, a top 12, 13 prospect in the Rockies, or excuse me, in the Cardinals organization. And I'm just, I don't understand what these teams are doing exactly. So what are your thoughts about teams trading star players for basically not even top 10 level prospects in other teams' farm systems? When I look at the trades that that were made recently, the Lindor trade is understandable, right? Because they had no leverage, the Indians, where he was going to walk. And I think they still got decent pieces, right? Like that, they still got some decent players, major leaguers and Andre Semenez and and Ahmed Rosario, former top prospects too, and former first round pick Zach Wolf. So that return, of course, still not justifiable for Lindor, but still uh, they got pieces. You mentioned it. You hit the nail on the head with with what just went down with the Rockies and the Cardinals. I don't understand at all. I mean, I get the money that's tied to Arenado, but what is wrong with that contract? You're getting one of the best third basemen in baseball. And the fact that the Rockies had to kick in money just to get prospects back, I think it would have rather have not kicked in any money at all. Because when, when you look at what they paid for, they basically bought those prospects for 30 something million dollars because we're, we're going to subtract the, the, the salary for the season. Why would you do that? You know, what, what are you thinking there with that deal? It's not that that return was not worth the, the amount of money they had to pay for it. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. I, I was entirely too sure why the Rockies did that. I get, you know, the, the frustration between the two sides, the two parties of the front office and Nolan Arenado, and maybe their relationship just soured and you had to get him out of there. But the return you got back, I, I just wasn't a fan of it. You can't even get back. At least when the D-backs traded Zach Greinke, like I said, you got three of the top five prospects back in the Astros organization, even though they may not actually be elite level prospects in reality, at least on paper, you could say we came away with a haul. So what and that was a steep them? contract too. That yeah. was a steep contract too. And people were like, how are they going to get rid of that contract? And they still got a good return. And I know it's COVID time and, and money's a little bit tighter, but I would have almost rather just kept Arenado. He has an opt out the next year. He opts out. You save the rest of the money. And yeah, you don't get that prospect return, but I think it's almost worth losing a $20 million and or whatever that mediocre prospect return than the, than the black eye uh, publicly that the Rockies organization got. 
Yeah. And when you're trading a star player, what's your overall philosophy with that? Because I personally, if I'm not getting, uh, personally, I just wouldn't really want to go the prospect route. I think I would rather try to give me back a couple of established big lever, uh, big leaguers who maybe showed some talent, showed some potential, but maybe hasn't worked out for them completely. Maybe a guy like Ben Attendee who shown some things and shown some flashes on the big league level before in his rookie season, but then kind of spiraled out. I think I'll try to get a guy like that in return as opposed to you know the fifth best prospect in your organization so when you're trading away a star player what kind of return are you looking for it's a really good question because there's two schools of thought when we look at you know what how you can optimize a return because if, if you're limited in what you can bring in here like we're talking about a trade where you can't guaranteed get their top prospects and you want to try and salvage some value what you recommend is is a great idea too is getting a veteran that is struggling a little bit, but is still relatively young that you think you can help turn around and turn things around for them. Like a Ben and or you can do what the Cubs did and just go really risky. It's almost like playing the lottery and going for those 18, 19 year olds that haven't quite proven themselves yet, but you see some upside on, I think it depends situationally. Uh, but I think it's just a shame that we're in a spot now where you even have to do that, right? Like if you're trading your star, you should be getting blue chip prospects back. And baseball is in such a weird spot financially that a lot of teams just don't want to take on the money. Uh, I personally would be more comfortable most of the time, depending on the state of my farm system, doing with what, what, what you said. I think because you're helping your team in the short term and it's less of a, uh, you know, I think it's less damaging, uh, in terms of PR, because if you're getting a bunch of players back that nobody's heard of, eh, that doesn't look great. But I mean, if your farm system is really bad, uh, that might be the only way to improve it is going for those lottery ticket guys at the lower levels. But, you know, if, if your farm system's already pretty good and you just don't really have a place for your star or things have soured, I think what you said is exactly the method too, is just going for a, a, a mid twenties guy that is struggling a little bit after, you know, a high prospect profile and, and seeing what you can get out of them. Yeah, I don't even understand why it's a conversation between these GMs. If I'm offering you Mookie Betts or Francisco Lindor, you're giving me the farm because in every other sport, NBA, Anthony Davis, Harden, you're getting everything that team has in terms of assets and, and picks. In the NFL, we see quarterbacks when they get traded, they're getting back multiple first rounders. Even a guy like Wentz, who was struggling the last couple of years, netted a couple top picks as well. So in baseball, I don't even understand why it's a conversation, why if I'm trading my star player, why I'm not getting back your top three prospects. And I feel like one of the best deals we've seen in recent memory with uh, in terms of trading your best player is what the White Sox and Red Sox did with that Chris Sale trade because I thought the White Sox got a pretty good return back. They took back like all the Red Sox top prospects back and I don't think we see that enough in baseball. So I'm hoping these deals can start to even out because I just don't understand trading you know, these high level, you know, the, the cornerstone players in the game, Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, and just getting scraps back. And I don't think the Red Sox got scraps back. I think Verdugo is actually pretty good and we'll see what Jeter Downs turns into, but just overall in baseball, I just don't think these returns are just, I don't think these returns are equatable when you're looking at the cornerstone player getting back. And most of the time when you're trading your cornerstone player, the return isn't going to be even, but I, I, I think baseball this year has really done each other a disservice with the Lindor and especially that Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado trade. 
Absolutely, man. I mean, again, you hit the nail on the head and I think it all just contributes to that financial disparity that we see. And that's why we need more financial parity in baseball, because at the end of the day, it's just teams that are waiting to just pounce on those small market teams that can't afford their star anymore and say, okay, well, we'll give you something for them before you lose them for free agency. And these teams are forced to just say, okay, you know, just, just take them, but give me what you can get. And they're getting pennies on the dollar, but it's better than nothing. And that's the really frustrating thing about baseball. And I think they really need to figure out a way to, to level the playing field financially. That's it for this edition of the locks on diamondbacks podcast. And remember, Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Burskowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Come back later in the week where I'm going to be talking about whether it's a make or break season for Carson Kelly. And Aram Land and I will continue our conversation and be the finale of our conversation. So we'll finish that up for you guys. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!